Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Lemic, anorexic, compulsive eater. Um, happy to be here. Just get nervous. Um, just, nobody's going to tell me my story's wrong. So um, I, I know there's no, it didn't sound like there's any newcomers, but if anybody new arrives, welcome. Um, and I also just want to say, like, I'm just thinking about it, uh, the time of year it is and it being close to, you know, we're in the holidays already and we're in a pandemic and um, it just gave me pause for thought right before this meeting to just, you know, sending lots of hope for anybody that's struggling right now. Um, and with that, the theme of my share, because when I was really struggling, um, not necessarily with the food, fortunately, but in a recent, um, you know, personal situation, my sponsor reminded me that, you know, the 12 steps in the program really needs to be my anchor. And so um, not only with food on a daily basis, but with life and with the holidays. And so I'm going to try and weave that theme in. And I would love to hear what people, how people use the program as their anchor. Um, so just to qualify, I um, came into the rooms in 2001, right around September 11th. Um, and I always kind of share this when I speak. Um, I was, uh, when September 11th um, happened, they told us all to go home from work and I woke up and I don't think I was in the brain space to even really understand what had happened, nor did I realize the, you know, the seriousness of it because I was so much in the food. And I was, I remember I was working by Lake Merritt and I went immediately to the store when they told us to go home and sat by the lake and was binging and purging. Um, my, uh, I started binging and purging when I was 12, um, and I progressively got worse and worse, um, struggled with anorexia, uh, in college was, it has, have been in multiple hospital programs. Um, and I went to therapy, did kind of everything that we all do to try and get abs or what I didn't even know what abstinence was, but to try and get help. Um, and nothing worked until I came to OA. Um, I came to um, program, I, my roommate um, had busted me um, binging and it was like mortifying. You know, I had only been caught because we were such good liars, right? And such good height. We, I, you know, I just felt like nobody, there's no one in their right mind would ever know that I was binging and purging all day, every day while I was watching their kids, while I was, you know, you know, with my boyfriend in college in the next room, like throwing, you know, just secretly going outside and throwing up whatever I was, you know, it was all day, every day, just trying to maintain, save my face, you know, and um, um, I didn't know what it meant to um, have be powerless or have my life be, be unmanageable. Um, until I came to, until I came to my first meeting. Um, and, and, and even after that, I didn't understand it until I started working the program, but I just remember it being such a relief. But the other day I was in a meeting when we were, we were reading step one and this just struck me, you know, our lives became unmanageable when the car wouldn't start, the computer broke down or our bank account wouldn't balance. We suffered from the other people's unmanaged lives, which is huge for me, um, or from bad luck. What alternative did we had? We ate to, we ate safe state the fears, the anxieties, the angers, the disappoint disappointments. I would even add the happiness. Like I didn't matter what I would eat no matter what. 
We ate to escape the pressures of our problems or the boredom of everyday life. We procrastinated, we hid, and we ate. Um, and that just really struck me because, and then in the, the AA 12 and 12, they talk about the fatality of this d- disease in step one. And I just was struck by that word because it, it really is to me, a life and death situation. And that's why I feel like uh, the program as an anchor is really important because uh, that's, what's just going to, you know, uh, to, it keeps me alive. Um so what it was like, I'm, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it was hell, right? I mean, it was like everybody, like what I just read, it was everybody else's problem. Like my dad caused this, my stepmother caused this. I have no part, they, they owe me, you know, and everything was sort of, woe is me. I just remember like thinking, I was looking at college pictures with um, uh, my recent, I, I have a boyfriend um, and I was looking at college pictures and I was just like, I look so like I'm happy in the pictures, but I was miserable. You know, I was just lying. And I, I just remember the drama, you know, like I just wanted so much attention and I wanted everybody to know what like a shitty childhood I had. Cause I lost this. I had this stepmother. I had all these problems, you know? Um, and it was like, I was in this constant um, state of like hating myself. I suck. I'm the worst. I'm ugly. I'm fat. You know, it's like, you name it, you just go through the cycle. And then meanwhile, I was lying all day and spending money all day. Um, and so I don't really know. I mean, I, 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 I just, and, and I'll just say one more, a couple more things about what it was like. It was just like a constant, um, like I was writing about like my teeth, you know, my, my breath smell, I was throwing, I mean, I was bruised my butt when I would sit down because when I was in the anorexia or, you know, it's just like, I was just trying to control every little aspect of my life. And then when I, when I wasn't able to starve myself anymore, it was like, I was completely out of control. Um, and so I just, um, and the last thing I remember, like that same office um, with 9-11, I just remember like having food in the drawers and just being like sneaking behind the, the cube and then just running back and forth. It's amazing that I got any work done. It's amazing that kept me, kept me there as a, um, an employee. It's amazing that the kids I babysat for are not dead and that I'm still alive. So I just want to say, thank you. Um, so what happened? I got into program. Um, I got abstinent. I got a sponsor. I was abstinent for a couple of years. I met, I got into grad school. I met my, my now former husband, but, um, and everything was great. I mean, I got on a food plan, went to meetings. I didn't have a car. I would walk. I would take the bus. I would get rides. Um, but then I stopped going to meetings. Um, and I, uh, relapsed and I was in grad school. I, I went, I, I went down to LA, um, and it was three years of relapse. Um, and I will say that it was, and I always repeat this when I share. So if I'm sorry, if it's, if you've heard it before, but it was very much soul crushing for me, knowing what it was like to have abstinence and to not be able to get it back. And it was three years, um, of going to meetings and fortunately meetings in LA are awesome. Um, but I, I, I will say that the one thing that I think, um, saved me is continuing to go back and just show up and tell my truth and say that I, I ate again, you know, I ate again. Um, and my sponsor in LA, um, one time, cause I was still in the drama said, Oh, will you stop with the drama? And I remember being so offended by that, but, um, it's stuck with me. I mean, it's been 15, 16 years since then, and it's really stuck with me. And, um, I, I still struggle, but I'll, and I'll talk about it with what it's like now, but 
I don't have as much drama in my life and I'm just really grateful for that. Um, so um, what happened for me though, is I, I came back up here. I, um, I had gotten married in my, in my relapse and then I, I just couldn't stop. Um, and I went into an inpatient program and I've, uh, I stopped and that was in 2006. Um, and three weeks later, I found out I was pregnant with my first child. And then I was really forced to take care. It really became like this thing. It's not really about just me. Right. And, um, I don't think you have to get pregnant to learn that, but I did, it was sort of, it was a really concrete thing for me where I was forced to follow a food plan, but then three weeks later, all of a sudden I had to change it. Um, and it was not just about taking care of myself. It was about taking care of another life. And for me, I kind of needed that. I think, um, I needed that in my face a little bit. Um, and then one of the other cool things that happened for me then was, um, you know, my dad, I always like sought the approval of my father. And I always thought he thought I would, he made some comment to me when I was a teenager that like, oh, you fat pig or something like that. Cause I was sitting like watching general hospital, like eating whatever it was, you know, I was just like being lazy. And um, I always like wanted his approval or something of this oddly, this is so weird of like how I looked. Um, and um, he, I showed him this picture when I was like nine months pregnant, huge busting out. And he was, I just remember him telling me how beautiful he thought I looked. And I just remember what an, the irony of that for me um, was really special. And I will just say that as part of this program, I have a really, really, really close relationship with my dad. Um, I, um, I could, I got to a point, what happened for me was I couldn't save my ass and my face at the same time. And I just became willing. Um, I love the idea of, you know, in the big book where it talks about, I got honest. Um, I became willing not only to ask for help, but to receive help. Um, I think I really struggle, struggle with both of those things. Um, and I, I got on a food plan, although it was, it was odd and different because I was pregnant. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> I also got into, I was married, but um, I, and it ended up being an alcoholic marriage. Um, and I finally got out of it a year and a half ago, almost. Um, and so it's really interesting how, you know, I got abstinent at that time, but life still happened. And there was still so much happening for me in terms of like needing the program as an anchor. And how do I use the tools? What do I, what do I do on a day-to-day -day basis to not only stay abstinent, but to stay sane? And there's the whole saying of like, sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly. Um, and I know we're not in, you know, another program right now, but I will just say that it took me a really long time to take care of myself, even though I was abstinent from the food, it took me a really long time to get abstinent from my relationship, if you will, and, and, and get the courage to leave. Um, and so I really want to talk about what it's like now. Um, and um, I think, you know, for me, and I have another daughter, so I have two daughters, one is 11 and one is 13. Um, and I just want to say for anybody that's struggling, and I mean, again, I've been, I've been in the program since 2001, I've not been chain purging today, but I still struggle. Like my life is not perfect, but it is so incredibly, <laughs> so I've left. thank you. Um, I just, before I share, I usually kind of look in the, um, for today, cause I need words to kind of like remind me of things sometimes. And, 
Um, some of the things that I, I wrote down was I became teachable. Um, I never ever, like it was, it was either my way, I want what I want when I want it. And like, I'm, this is how it's going to be, right? There was no open-mindedness for me. Um, you know, I have two children that are alive and one of them spilled a glass of milk today and broke it and it spilled all over the kitchen floor. And I was like, all right, you know, um, you know, it wasn't like, oh, fuck, you know, <laughs> it was just like, she's a human being. And she did that, you know, that happened. I do it all the time. Um, I talk about this the last time I shared and I talk about this a lot because I think it's really important for me, my, my recovery. Um, the humility is one of the greatest gifts that I've gotten from the program, um, being able to ask, not like I said, ask for help, but also admit when um, I don't know the answer. Um, I talk about, the, I do this all the time at work and I love it. Like if I'm in a conference call or a meeting or presenting and somebody asks me a question, I have zero, I just, I used to pretend like I knew the answer and I would beat around the, I'd like lie or just like, you know, make something up. And I just don't feel like I have to do that today. I can just say, you know what, I, I really don't know. I'll get back to you or whatever, whatever it is. Um, I think, um, you know, I talked about and my divorce is really important for my recovery to talk about just because it was really an abusive relationship. Um, it was really horrible. Um, and I was in a lot of fear. And so what I get from this program and using the tool, talking to my sponsor, going to meetings, doing the writing, um, I'm certainly not perfect at all those things, but um, is that I can talk about my fears and I can walk through them. Um, and I've got a level of courage that I didn't have before to do things that are scary, like walking away from uh, a relationship um, that I was in since 2002. Um, I love the other thing that I just is like an anchor for me on a daily basis is the idea of choosing guilt over resentment. Um, I have made a lot of decisions recently where I have felt guilt, a lot of guilt. Um, and I struggle with making decisions. Jesus, that's like one of the hardest things for me, but choosing guilt over resentment is also another anchor for me right now because, um, you know, I'd rather feel guilty telling somebody that, um, I'm not going to eat their whatever it is at Thanksgiving versus feeling, I, I mean, I'm not, fortunately, I'm not in the position where I'm trying to make that decision, but like, or I'd rather like, I'm, I'm making it up, but I'd rather just feel guilty about um, not doing something because I really don't want to do it than doing it because I feel bad for not doing it, you know? Um, and then uh, the other thing um, I was just reading this and uh, it's like, I love this. Um, I was reading some about somebody that's abs that's abstinent or sober from alcohol and um, an eating disorder. And I, it's outside literature, but I'll just kind of like give the point. It's about, you know, um, like love is sort of like a river and we have these boulders in the way, but then like the miracle happens and some of us have the miracle where the boulder is removed. And then like, it sounds kind of cheesy and corny, but um, the idea of like the, you know, um, that we have the ability to become healthy again and that nobody's perfect. And that, you know, I actually really, and, and some people don't have that boulder removed or that miracle happen. And I, I will just say that um, I have my, 
my ex-husband, you know, I, 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 I have issues with him, but I've been learning to pray for him because um, for me, I think it's a miracle that I'm not eating today. It's a miracle that I didn't eat through a divorce. It's a miracle that I'm not eating during the holidays. Um, I'm trying to rush. I think I'm probably almost at time. Um, one last thing I just wanted to share um, uh, or not, maybe not one last thing, but my friend recently said, and this also helps me with humility and asking for help. Um, my friend recently said, you know, you never really ask for help. I ask you for help all the time with my kids. And she's like, and you'll help you like, you know, she's like part of building a relationship is having that two way relationship where you ask for help. I ask for help and we help each other out. And I was like, oh, okay. I'll remember that the next time I need to ask for help for something. And I'm afraid to, you know, cause I think, um, I'm That's really fine. afraid. Thank you. I'll wrap up. I'm really afraid that I'm sucking up people's time. Um, I just want to share the last thing is that I am in a new relationship as of April. Um, and I'm really grateful. Uh, it's just really, but it's all, it's very honest. It's above board. I never thought in a million years I'd ever experience this. It's, it's like two way street. We help one another out. Um, and there's a lot of love there. Um, and I guess I just wanted to say that I never in a million years thought that was possible. Um, I did not talk that much about the day to day, but um, I have been working the steps with a small group and it's helped me tremendously. Um, I've been learning to check into my higher power more often. Um, I do follow a food plan. I'm sponsoring. I have a sponsor. Um, and those are the anchors that kind of keep my keep me whole. <laughs> Um, and, and knock on wood will get me through the next two months, uh, with holidays. So thanks everybody. And, uh, thanks for the opportunity to share.